home slice audio. Hello, everybody. This is another one of your bad ideas. This this is a bad idea because I'm drinking what you paid for. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Whiskey at Work. You've been waiting all week for this one. I've been waiting 45 minutes for this one. This is going to be a big special episode. Have a nice walk, Houston. (laughs) I did. I'm still so sweaty in this one. (laughs) How good are these cameras in here? Oh, I didn't get a chance to prep before I got in here. It looks oh, like you goodness. need a shower. I feel like it. It's hot outside, ice, man. Ice bag on your head or anything. Ah, so here we're gonna drink some. Oh, I should have put. I should have put ice in the whiskey. No, this time. no, that would have been a good idea. Okay, so just you and I this week, and we're going to we're gonna revisit something way back in the day, about three years ago, when we started this whole thing, when we were just getting into it all. We. What are you going to surprise we're, me with? What topic are you surprising well, me with today? We were kind of surprised to learn that a lot of distilleries don't distill their own whiskey. A lot of big name distilleries don't. Yeah, sourcing their sourcing their product and putting their label on it. And I think we were like, well, we'll never drink that because that's cheating. Until you figure out exactly how many of them there are. Oh my God, there are so many. And we're, we've been learning that over the years. And I think both of us, for both of us, our our thoughts have changed on it a little bit, right? A little, I think. I mean, there's some big name stuff out there that you, unless you research it a little bit, you don't realize that it's sourced. There's up and coming names and, and big name kind of established brands that are doing it. That's kind of, it runs the the gamut right yeah it does uh i mean there's two of us sitting well one and a half there's two of us two of us sitting here here and one and a half bottles of whiskey sitting next to us here i don't like that i don't like the pinhook bottle can i say that right now it looks too much like a bottle of wine it looks like a bottle of wine really looks like a bottle of wine well they're probably sourcing that shit too (laughs) they are (laughs) (laughs) all right uh spoiler alert Uh, we're just a couple minutes into this episode what what california wineries got some pinot grigio bottles left over (laughs) that's what they decided to do uh yeah that's kind of what we wanted to talk about just a, a little bit that now I think we have come around to being like, you know what, if, and I, and I saw an article, I want to kind of credit the whiskeywash.com is where I saw this article. Uh, We're not a trendsetter in this. No, we are, we are not at all. This is, but I'm seeing more and more whiskey writers write about the fact that who gives a crap if you like it and it's good, what difference does it make where you come from? I mean, we're going to talk about one thing though, that, that really kind of irritates us here in a minute. But I think he's right, right? Well, I th- I think the fact that they're that some of them are not exactly honest about their stuff is the is the trigger that bothers me more than anything. Um, you know, there's some big names on this list that maybe you know, maybe you don't. I guess if they're sourced or not. But then there's some people that are just downright deceptive. Yeah, it in in. The thing is, is they're not good at the deception, though. I mean, if you can get online really easily and look up your favorite bourbon or whiskey and almost, uh, you know, you'll have a whole bunch of articles that pop up that say, well, now this one is, you know, might not be under this distillery or it might not be under this producer or but then they're 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 just they're just shady. I don't yeah, like it, any of the shadiness. Some of it's a little sketch. Well, the pinhook that we have here in front of us, which is a relatively new bourbon, is a sourced 
whiskey from MGP, which MGP, if you're not aware, is the, the, the giant. It is the big, I think a million barrels a year or something like this. It's a crazy number. Oh, yeah. That it's they produce. At least that. And so you'll they're look the, at, They're the biggest single producer of whiskey in the country, I think, aren't they? They, they I, I, I can't mean, imagine how they couldn't be. They're producing hundreds of sourced stuff, and I don't think they bottle any of their own. Right. No, they do. Oh, do they, they now? Yes, they have four or five, I believe, in their lineup that's their own product right now. And some of the reviews I've read on that, people are like, this is... It's good. Well, they got a lot to choose from. They, pick <laughs> they the, do. Pick the best stuff and keep it for themselves. I mean, you look at that list, you look at Pinhook. Of course, another big one on there, I believe, um, uh, Seagram 7 is the one that comes from MGP. Yeah, that, which we talked me. about that. That barely counts. <laughs> uh, Tin Cup is one. Angel's Envy. Uh, Bell Mead we had. Yep, we did an we episode on that one. We didn't really look at it until after the fact. And we didn't really like it, I remember, I kinda too. I kind of did. Did you really? Yeah. I know. I, I kind of like most of them, though. So that's <laughs> we haven't not found fair. too many that Rob hasn't. But the, the names what, on there surprise you. The, well, Dickel Rye. There's a isn't Michter's was on here. Michter's is on there as well. Um, Angels Envy at Rye. I mean, the thing that stands out to me, I guess, on this list is a lot of them tend to be rye. Is that harder? Is that harder I, to distill and produce? I just drink it, dude. I don't know how right. to make it. Well, I mean, rye is a it's a it's a grass. It's a grass that they used because they didn't have great wheat up in the northeast part of the country when they were distilling stuff. But I wonder if it's if it's more difficult to distill with that than it is to distill with wheat and uh, in other grains. Or more the some of these guys don't think there's as strong of a market for it, so that they don't want to they don't want to use their equipment and their rickhouse and their barrels and their space to do it, sure. to age it. That, I, I mean, I don't know. I suppose there's a lot of factors that go into that, but a lot of these on here are rise. I mean, the barrel stuff, the bullet, the George Dickel, I mean, Redemption Rye. They had the Sagamore from Baltimore as well was another one that was on there from MGP, and it was the rye. So yeah, there there must be something we might have to look at in, uh, into that one a little bit Angels more. Angels envy, I mean, and see um, the, the Willet rye. I mean, right, this, this isn't the rye, but no, this is uh, this is the uh, their. Which one is this one? This is their bourbon. Hold on, I I might need a bigger version of this to see, Rob. I can't read quite what's on <laughs> yeah, that thanks. bottle. So thanks, let me, thanks, Joni. Appreciate that. <laughs> let me bring in one here that I can actually. Yeah. Don't buy two see. while you're at the store because the co- the partner in crime won't want one. Now this is Willet is the the one of these that did that that got me a little angry when I started researching it uh, a little bit because well, I guess you're gonna have to give me that bottle then. <laughs> they do business under a lot of fictitious names, which I don't know why you have to. God, that's like opening a. Well, there helps, we go. It helps if you cut the you seal know, first. I love these bottles. The Willet bottle is one of the most unique bottles because it's based on uh, yeah, they the, didn't source the that, pot they... still. No. This is of course, distilled. they didn't distill it. So Well, actually, this make. one says distilled. We'll get to that here in a sec, though, too. <laughs> um, but pouring this is a little awkward, right? I mean, if I wanted to do, if I wanted to do a little... We've been just doing to, this for years, it's so, I can't hardly help but spill shit. It's so know. heavy to pour that in there to get it. It's You're, awkward. I'm afraid the neck's going to snap. Honestly, oh, somebody's neck might snap. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's good though. It's it's a it's a very good uh, bourbon. But we we we've learned that they are <laughs> sticky everywhere now. They're they're shady. I you were going all zen on me there for a gonna, minute. Oh, <laughs> gonna bring it in. 
Um, they started 1936. Why don't you uh, just fill Parkstown, my bottle Kentucky. up with that wire? <laughs> no. Not, I just love <laughs> the fact that mine is bigger. So, um, they do a lot of their, their own brands, uh, but they are a contract bottler for a lot of brands that are owned and marketed by others. And one of the big ones on their list is Michter's. They are a, a contract bottler and I believe a, a distiller or a, for, for, for Michter's, which, you know, they put out some great allocated stuff. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that name mentioned on the source product ever. Right, um, and I wonder if that's common knowledge. I mean, I guess, I guess you, being the great researcher, found <laughs> I, it in a I couple a of little. minutes, so somebody else must know. <laughs> yeah, probably everybody knows but us, and we're just <laughs> stumbling across it right now. Um, but they did, you know, they they operated Willet Distillery. It's a family owned. It's been around since you know back in the eighteen eighties. Uh, the guy that started it, his brother in law is Thomas S. Moore, which you'll know from Thomas S. Sure. Moore Bourbon, which is sure. another famous brand. Um, but they've operated for at least that long and for a while. From one like that the, I haven't had, by the way, Joni. So the Thomas S. Moore? Mm-hmm. We haven't had that one? You can get it in town here, I think. Can I? I think we can find it. Why don't you get it in um, town? I will, or I'll just ask my mother-in-law. She's fantastic at this. Um, between the early 80s and like 2012, Willett would have the word distiller in its name or distilling company or distillery, and they weren't writing as a distillery. <laughs> so that's... Do we do we not have rules in this country anymore, Rob? Well, I, I, Where is that, it? That's the funny part is that, you know, the the American ATF, I think, is kind of spelled out pretty clearly rules that, you know, Scotch hasn't even yeah. started following until or made their own rules, set of rules up till recently. Well, and bourbon, of course, is a, a very strict set of rules. Yeah. You know, as is Scotch and as is Irish whiskey. But. I, I, I'm just surprised that they were able to get uh, away with this for as long as they have. And and, and and here we are. I haven't tried this yet. You said it's pretty good, you, though. Didn't you have it when I had it? I, I didn't. Mean, I didn't have yours. Uh-oh. Yeah, because you said, oh, it makes a cool sound when you pour it out. Oh, that's that's right. <laughs> yeah, this one did. The big one didn't make the sound. Well, because you oh. didn't tip it far enough. You got just a little bitty wussy. <laughs> well, if you pour. tip this far enough, you're going to drown in it, for God's sake. <laughs> Yeah, thanks again, Joni. Appreciate that a lot. That is, oh, but it is good. I oh, know, boy. That's why we're trading when this is over. So, do you just give them a pass? I mean, at this point, at this point, if it if it's good and you enjoy it and it's at a decent price point, do you just say, I don't, I don't give a crap? I, I think that's kind of where I'm at now. I I still don't like the shady deception behind it. I mean, if it says, you know, distilled by or distilled in Indiana, bottled by hook or whatever it says. Right. I guess I'm okay with that, but if they're making up fictitious <laughs> names and and doing that kind of stuff, that's a whole different it, ball game. I yep, mean, yep, I, I agree. Um, but again, I guess you know if if you don't care uh, and you like it and it's and it's in your it's in your wheelhouse for price, then I guess buy it. So well, that's that's kind of the funny thing too. I mean, if you're sourcing it and and the price point is two hundred dollars a bottle, Kentucky L. <clears throat> that looking at you. Well, they're not quite that much, but but there's some, you know there's some out there that are allocated sourced bourbon, and like I don't. How come you can't make more? Somebody else is doing all the work for you. I mean, <laughs> right? But maybe maybe that comes gonna... down to the blending. Then maybe you just got somebody that can blend this stuff really well. 
and they're they're making you know they're they're just picking a play uh, a flavor profile. Well, and that and that could be too, but you know I get you know there's there's a podcast that I reference to you outside of this that you know there's a bourbon that a, a sourced bourbon for seventy dollars, and yet people turn up their nose at the exact same bourbon that they're getting direct from the distiller that's 40 bucks right i mean i don't know i guess the 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 lesson is educate yourself a little bit if you're gonna talk about it which we try to but we're still not very good at i he does. He does a great job. I just drink it. Well, that's why we pay you, Rob, just to drink. You're the pretty face that drinks on this whole thing. Well, I was the one that was on time today. <laughs> uh, you know, you can always go to companies that are 100% upfront, uh, which is a company like Jack Daniels, and we've got to give them a little plug here because we have another big event with these guys coming up on Tuesday, August nine. Nine is what it's going to be. Tuesday, August ninth, one the, to three. The Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, the eighty second, of course, will be back. And this, we we had to take a couple of years off uh, from doing this event, and we're excited to have it back. And you said that over half the tickets have already been sold. Half for the this tickets thing. have been sold. Yep, and that's that. We just opened it up uh, a week ago. Not even that long. I don't even think it was that long, was it? Well, by the time this airs, it'll be about nine days ago. And there's only 100 tickets available for this event. So if we've got 40 to 45 left, you should probably get online at loudamericanroadhouse.com. Loudamericantasting.com is a a direct link to the ticket page. Okay. It's it's 100 bucks, 100 people. All the proceeds go to charity, Sturgis Rally Charities. That's the cool Uh, part. I believe Galvin told me that they've given away $80,000 or $90,000 to this charity over the years of doing this. Yeah, that's so Um, cool. Yeah, it's... uh, and it's a, it's tasting, a cool event. It's a tasting with, you know, almost the entire lineup of Jack Daniels products. Uh, you'll get the new Bonded and the new Triple Mash in this one, too. Which I, I asked I asked our sales rep if, if they sourced any of their stuff, and he <laughs> got offended at me. Because I didn't realize that, that they were making a single malt at Jack. And They he, are? Oh, I didn't know that yeah, either. They, have, they haven't brought it out as an individual product yet, but... Yeah, I'm like, hey, are you guys making your own single malt? Boy. And, and I know you make the rye, and I know you make the Tennessee whiskey, but where's where's the where's the single malt? Co- we everything Jack Daniels is <laughs> made Jack Daniels. You didn't hear him throw yeah, the phone across I, the room after you did I that. I had to duck. I mean, it was weird. <laughs> but it is a fun event. It's a huge barbecue that they do up there, too, so you're getting fed. You're getting to sample everything. You'll get your bottle. Uh, I think they're going to throw in bottles of Jack Apple this year along with the commemorative glass that goes along with it. Yeah, you get, a, well worth you get a cool swag bag. You get, yeah. to, you get to listen to the assistant distiller, Lexi Phillips, educate you on uh, what they are, what's in the bottle, what goes into it. You get to ask questions. I mean, it's... It's up close and personal with you know the 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 biggest whiskey maker here in in, in America. So yeah, I've been I've been through I've been through a handful of them. I was I was at one with Jimmy Bedford. I was one at several with uh, Jeff Arnett. I had the opportunity to now master distiller Chris Fletcher came in one year, but when before Jeff decided he liked the rally, <laughs> I think, or, or maybe he had a scheduling conflict. I'll let him weigh in on that. Right. And now the assistant distiller, Lexi Phillips, is going to be here, and I can't wait to meet her. I yeah. think we're going to try to do an episode of this with her as well. I hope so. We did one with uh, – you can go back and find the one we did with Jeff, too, 
a handful of years ago. That was before the Jack Apple had come out, and he gave me one oh. of my most prized whiskey possessions. Yep. He gave us the the little <laughs> bottle of Jack Apple before it was available in stores. It, didn't have, it was like a 375. It didn't have a label on it. It right. said sample only. Oh, it's the coolest thing. The only ever. instruction we got was, I don't want to see this on eBay. Right. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wonder, have thought. I mean, is, is mine sitting in my office? It is. It I wouldn't be. have dreamt of doing that. Anyway, I think you can find uh, a lot of the, I know Pinhook they have out of Timmins Market, too. I don't know if he's got any Willet out there. I haven't seen any out there. No, I had to order. I think I ordered this. This. Yeah. This isn't one of the is this one of the Germany bottles. I don't think it was. I don't think so. But if you find one, if you come across one of these bottles, incredibly unique. They're really, really cool. Shaniqua found a couple of them over in Gillette, if you're listening over there. And uh, what's inside is tasty, whatever, I really, whatever it is. I haven't had it since the first day, but we might have to rectify that right now. We will. All right. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's Rob and Mark. It's Whiskey at Work. If you like it, drink it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquist, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Whiskey at Work.